Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Jack Panda, and I bring you episode 111, that's 111, of my daily audio logcast. For those of you that are new, this is an unedited raw flow of thoughts and feelings that quite often take us to insightful places. Other times, unfortunately, the rambling can take us nowhere, although there's always some good nuggets along the way. Ultimately, that's the risk of embracing the unknown with me here today. Whoa, one of them days, one of them days is one of them days, productive days, where you feel like you could be stressed, but you're not, you're more in the flow, you're doing lots of things, you're a bit of an octopus, but it seems to be flowing, you're jumping from one thing to the next, and I'm like, oh yeah, let's go upstairs and record my podcast episode for today. What should I think about? What should I talk about? Let's just record it. And I realized that sometimes the thinking process or overthinking really um, prevents us from entering that flow state. Flow state really is just in the moment decisions, in the moment happening, you know, just going with that flow of the moment. So often we can get caught and drained and pulled out, pulled down in thought, you know. Anyway, don't think too much. Sometimes it's good to reflect, but not always. There's always panda's perspective. <laughs> Sometimes it can be good to take a step back and reflect. But on a day-to-day, to be in the flow, go with it. Don't try and overthink how to be in the flow, or how you should say something, or how you should do something, or try and figure out the outcome, because you never will, and just do it, go with it, make gut instinct decisions. Press the button record and record, in this case a podcast, but in another case it might be sending a message, replying, you know, because we have this possibility with the internet, We receive a message, we receive an email, we receive an audio. We have time to think about how we're going to reply. We have infinite time to reply to an email. We have time to rewrite the email, to delete it, to overthink it. And sometimes it's good to take a step back and reflect, especially if we're having a bit of an emotional response. But in general, we just want to reply with that inherent, intuitive Mm -hmm. feeling or thought in the moment, because that's... That would be truth, right? If you're having a conversation with someone and they say something, you're going to respond to them. You're not going to sit there for half an hour and ponder on what you think you should say or what if you say this and how they're going to react. And But we've got this, this gap now with technology, with the screen. There's this gap between one and the other. You know, we have this time and that's changing the way we, we, we interact. Maybe we're putting up, we're putting on Um, a facade, you know, in the sense that um, because we have time to think about the email and how to say something, think, oh, if we say this, they might react like this, so, you know, I should write it like this, and we can be more strategic and plan the way we write and the outcome rather than this responding instantaneously in the moment. So it could be, it, it could be more manipulating. It could be good to have time to reflect. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's not so real. It's not so authentic, I feel. But anyway, ponderings. What are your thoughts on that? Yesterday, 
I watched a documentary called Supercharged, which was quite inspiring. Um, I'd like to share a few reflections and insights from that, because it's something that I've been thinking about for the last few days. What I've been thinking about is, man, okay, I go for a run. I try and run every day, even though I haven't for a while because I've been injured, but I try and get outside every day, go for a run. But that's like 45 minutes an hour. The rest of the time I spend inside, indoors, unless I go shopping, but shopping's indoors anyway. Um, so if we compare our ancestors that lived in nature, right? They slept in nature. They were probably barefoot a lot of the time. They were connected to the ground, exposed to the elements, the sun, the wind, the natural cycles, the water in movement, which is full of electrical charge. It's not, it's not stagnant like the waters that we have at home, you know? What, what, what this documentary was saying is that, yeah, food is a, obviously an important source of energy. But if you're eating the best diet in the world, but your environment is not charged, then you're not going to feel supercharged. You're not going to feel the benefits of life or feeling energetic and charged just from food, especially if that food is not of high quality, <laughs> especially if the food doesn't come from a charged environment, organic grass-fed, wild, you know, if you're eating wild food, it's going to be supercharged with that wild energy from the environment, from the elements, from nature. If it's monocropped with pesticides, genetically modified, you really think that's going to be charged, energetically charged? And they were saying, you know, how we are chemical, right, physiologically we are chemical beings, but we're also electrical beings. Think of electrons and, um, there's, there's many ways you can look at the human body as like a battery that we that we charge, deplete, charge, deplete. And obviously the environment plays a huge role in keeping us charged, not just food. So I was thinking, man, and movement, you know, the movement that people used to have when they're outside, when they were hunting or looking after the land or just being outside, you know, playing. I don't know. I wasn't in, I wasn't. I didn't exist in them times, but I imagine that they moved more, you know, they, they were outside and moving. We sit a lot. We're in um, similar positions for long periods of time. So that the energy in the body just gets stagnant and then we get pains and aches and, you know, so movement, but not going to exercise for an hour, but movement throughout the day. Like if you're working, for example, on your laptop, have a standing desk that, desk that goes up and down. Maybe put your laptop on the floor for a bit and squat. Uh, maybe lay on your tummy. You know, there's so many different positions that we can be in that we aren't. Because we've got a chair, we've got a table and we sit there. And then we just fuck ourselves. Not only energetically, but just, mus just the might we, um, what do you call it? Muscle trophy, dystrophy. I can't think of the word, you know, when you fuck up your muscles, basically. And I've got back pain from that, I'm sure. I'm working in the kitchen and being in a similar position, you know, chopping my, my hands forward. And um, yeah, so my goal at the moment is to really mix up my day, other than doing exercises and going outside for an hour, also keeping myself moving and, and mobile throughout the day and trying to, if I want to read my book, go and read outside, go to the mountains and read your book. You know, spend more time outside, get your feet on the ground, um, Go in the sea, be in touch with water that's charged, you know, moving water from the mountain or the sea. And when you go in the sea and you just feel refreshed, that's 
the, the charge, the electrical charge of the water. And it's just, man, we're becoming more and more fragile. The more we protect ourselves with shoes, clothes, sunscreen, sunglasses, um, houses, cars, you know, we're constantly protected by other elements from the elements. You know, you go and spend out, spend, go and spend a day out in nature, in the sun, in the wind, in the dirt. How do you feel at the end of the day? Absolutely knackered, of course, <laughs> because you're exposed to all these elements that you're not normally exposed to. At the same time, it's charging you, but we've lost the tolerance to nature. You know, we've lost tolerance to where we come from. Isn't that fascinating? It's like we're, we're, there's this massive disconnection in all aspects of our life. And it's only making us weaker until we merge with machines. Of course, that could happen as well. I don't think most of us, I don't think, are going to be going back to nature. More so, they're going to be going into smart cities and living in virtual realities. So the bodies will become cyborgs, merge with machines, I guess, to keep them alive and extend their lifespan. And eventually, they will just become virtual, not even physical. I don't know. But yeah, spend time in nature, move your body, eat well, of course, but spend time outside, spend time outside, go barefoot, go in the sea, go and walk in the mountains, drink spring water, you know, so many things you can do to uh, charge your body other than, you know, eating and doing intense workouts at the gym, because the gym is, is also, you know, within four walls. And you're breathing in air that's stagnant and full of other people's ugh, germs and CO2. It's like, you know, when you do a, a spinning class for an hour with 30 people and oh, just the, the, the air in the room, the smell of sweat. Ugh, get a bike and go outside. <laughs> anyway, that's all we have time for. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, and the message is charge yourself or more importantly, create an environment that charges you because the body just responds to the environment and that's it and then obviously eat well eat food that charges you not food that depletes you anyway thanks again for listening and i'll speak to you tomorrow ciao for now